and welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 28th of August 2021. And the title of this episode is A Fight. Trash Mob Minis is in the spotlight this month, as voted for by patrons. We're nearly at the end of the month, so site and podcast backers have a few days left to vote in the September poll. There's an interview with Jess Jennings, aka Trash Mob, on the site now. We talk about the cute cobalt paper minis that Jess is known for. And we also find out that the patron for these visuals ran long before Jess even became aware of virtual tabletops. As a result, we reckon most backers bring these figures to life with printers rather than digitally. It's week two of Geek Nata's move from a small flat in the docks of Edinburgh to another further up the hill on the other side of the bay. I've been fighting with miles of cables, piles of cardboard boxes, and it seems, accidentally, with Renegade Game Studios. Let me tell you what happened. The partnership that is Hasbro and Renegade mailed customers to announce that the Power Rangers, G.I. Joe and Transformers role-playing games would use a new system called Essence 20. Previously, D&D's 5th edition had been announced as the mechanics for these games. Forbes had the scoop, and customers had been told. I had to think. This was a story that Geek Native would want to cover, but what was the angle? I think, and I still think, that the story here is the unofficial Hasbro partnership doing a tabletop RPG that wasn't 5e. It wouldn't be the first time. Riverhorse and Hasbro published the My Little Pony game Tales of Equestria, and that's not 5e. So, I wrote an article that began by pointing out that Wizards of the Coast had a new RPG engine in the ecosystem to be mindful of, as Hasbro had signed Renegade to produce the Power Rangers, G.I. Joe and Transformers RPGs, and that they would now use the D20-based Essence 20. I said... More details would come at Renegade Con this weekend, and I quoted the lead developer, Elisa Teak, citing the quotes from Forbes. My title summarised all that by saying that Hasbro's release of the Essence 20 created a system to rival D&D's 5th edition. Well, I was called out as being inaccurate, and perhaps I was, perhaps I had truncated too far. Elisa said it was clickbait and full of inaccuracies. I sparked a debate on various Facebook groups and I was sent virtual private messages. The problems that I see, and I'm doing the danger thing here of putting words into people's mouths, are twofold. Firstly, some people objected to the idea that Essence 20 is a competitor to D&D. I think they're wrong. If you only have one weekend to play a tabletop RPG, then any and every non-D&D RPG is a potential competitor. Frankly, going to the cinema or plugging in the Xbox is also a competitor to D&D. I think Essence 20 is even more acutely a competitor to D&D than the Xbox because those three Hasbro games had previously been announced as 5e games. 5e literally lost these titles to Essence 20. Secondly, Using the phrase Hasbro release to describe Essence 20 wasn't popular. Renegade released a system 
they're the ones doing the games. I don't want to be inaccurate, so after chatting to Renegade, that was being civil to me anyway, I retitled the post, Hasbro approve the release of the Essence 20 RPG system. That's the only thing that's changed. The body of the post, which explains the relationship between the two companies, is untouched. And it might be the case that Hasbro wasn't involved at all, and that it had previously told Renegade, hey, you do whatever you want. It might be that they had no part in the release of Essence 20, didn't approve it, support it, or even know about it. Renegade has said we can do a follow-up piece. I've happily agreed to that and emailed over some ideas on how to do that. But as it's Renegade Con this weekend, I suspect they're all swamped. I won't trace up until next week, but I really do want to follow up. And I appreciate that Renegade doesn't want to be eliminated from the headlines, but I have seen more prominent and robustly staffed outlets headline with Hasbro on the news. I don't think this is all on me, especially given the absolute lack of briefings. I also acknowledge that it's usually the licensee, not the IP holder, in the partnership associated with the release. We say that Riven Gaming released the Stargate RPG, not MGM, but not always. Most people said that Critical Role will release a new Taldorel campaign book rather than Darrington Presswell. I can't promise, but if the follow-up goes ahead, I plan to find out just how hands-off or hands-on Hasbro has been with the release. In addition to this rather self-indulgent reflection of the incident on the Highlights podcast, the changes and the reasons why are documented on the article itself. They also appear on the blog's changelog. And frankly, clickbait blogs don't maintain an accuracy log of corrections and additions, and Geek Native does. But there we are. As it happens, the week was dominated by partnerships and franchise IPs. TMS Agmanetic Press announced the Lupin the Third RPG. Lupin the Third is a famous anime that's run for decades, with several feature lengths and about 250 episodes. It's an unofficial, and at one time in Legal Hot Waters, sequel to Morubi's LeBlanc's stories about the gentleman thief Arsène Lupin. In the anime, Lupin the Third is his grandson. A son of Oak's first licensee for City of Mist, Queers, has a free demo. You can play for free in this inclusive LGBT superhero game. The publisher Outland has been busy too. They've bought the rights to publish Northern Steel and will do an RPG. That's the fictional horror adventures of the real-life Sam Steele. And that's not all. Outland will also publish Infernal Negotiations, a diceless and GM-less collaborative two-shot RPG. In the game, aliens interceded on a planet much like ours to stop what would have become their form of a Spanish Inquisition. But the locals don't have the technology or the science to understand what's going on, and they mistake those aliens for demons they've traded their souls to. And it was announced a long time ago, but you can now sort of buy Steve Jackson's uh, Girl Genius Sourcebook and role-playing game. You can do that right now and before the Kickstarter too, but what you're actually buying is a pre-release release. Uh, the book probably won't, but might change quite a bit between now and then. But if you want to get started in GURPS, then the pre-release will do you, as it contains the complete rules. And there's more. 
Runehammer teamed up with Modiphius, and they're engaging Modiphius' logistics muscle. As a result, the Index Card RPG will get a 400-page retail release in a hardbound print edition. Runehammer is also making their lightweight virtual tabletop, the Runehammer VTT or RH VTT, free to use, and they will publish Viking Death Squad. Uh, not all partnerships of notes this week are from the world of RPGs, though. I noticed that Titan Publishing, who already have deals with the BBC and DC, will do several Cowboy Bebop books and a whole new comic book series. One of those books will be a prequel to Netflix's upcoming show. It's uh, sometimes hard to know which one of these titles to back. I just go with what I fancy at the time. I open models from cases, I use books in bags, and I show love to things by including them in my life. The chances of me ever having a first edition of a volume one are very low. Jason Elliott, once of one of the TSR, is not me. On eBay, via Jason, you can find a first edition of the first Dragon magazine, and the bidding is over $1,000. And like most eBay auctions, far and wide, it will be the last few seconds that will be frantic. It's not all been announcements of new editions or stories about first editions, though. Now, two other highlights for me are the guest post from Marius Brunner, who presents arguments for more sophisticated Tier 1 adventures. Tier 1 is D&D talk for early-level characters. Marius's point is that not all early-level adventures need to be introductory adventures, and introductory adventures don't need to be written as if people have no idea what Tolkien-style fantasy is. I also have an interview with James Introcasso, and the takeaway here is that Arcadia is not on Volume 1. Arcadia is the magazine from MCDM, and when Matt Covell announced it, he was really clear. They would only do a few issues and then stop. The magazine would have to benefit the MCDM patron, or it wouldn't progress. So I spoke to James about whether or not Arcadia had reached safety. Spoiler, it has. Before we go, there are some bundle news twos. There is the Seven Deadly Sims and Audio Drammers over on Humble Bundle. Those are two different deals. And meanwhile, over at the Bundle of Holding, you can get the beginner box, or the digital version of it anyway, and the core rules for Shadowrun 6e. And on that note, let's wrap there. Keep safe, embrace the cyberpunk fantasy future, and we'll see you next week.